Welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast, episode 145. 145, we're alive. <laughs> we can't even tell them why that's funny. Oh. Uh, let me just say that today's show is brought to you by Rover. For $25 off your first booking, visit rover.com slash braincandy and use promo code braincandy at checkout. Sarah, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Sus. I feel like we've done this before. Well, you know, <laughs> only 145 times. I know. You know what? Um, you're looking beautiful today. Beautiful as ever. Sarah, so are you. But you know what else is looking beautiful? What? This new studio. <laughs> We got new stuff. Oh, yes. It's looking great. Susie got a fabulous Joybird pull-out couch. Yep. So when I feel like crashing here, I got a new... Right. Like, well, I'm I'm thinking selfish. That is a good point. Yeah. No, we wanted to do more videos in our studio. We needed an upgrade. We have so many fun things planned, and we needed our office and our studio to look professional. So soon, you guys are going to be able to see videos of our podcast and other things like that. And uh, it's good times, great oldies. Remodeled and redesigned studio. I know that uh, this is going to be a fun episode because Sarah's been. First of all, she warned me. She said she had a lot of content. Yes. Well, which usually means that I just looked at a lot of studies and read a lot of stuff, (laughs) and we'll see if I'm able to organize all my thoughts into a complete, uh, uh, you know. Do you Idea. get this information while you're under the influence, typically? <laughs> I'm just wondering. No, usually quite the opposite. I think that's more of like my relaxation time. Maybe uh, a time for like ideas or a little bit of like putting it all together. Um, but no, usually this comes uh, one of two times. One, when I'm um, looking at news in the morning and drinking my coffee. Yeah. Enjoying that part of my day. Or right before I go to bed. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my God, this would be a great idea, and this would be a great idea, and I know you should stay up to three o'clock in the morning researching everything. <laughs> well, we all reap the benefits of your idiosyncrasies, yeah. so that's good. Wow. I wanted to talk about before you get on your roll, because yeah. then I'll never get a word in. All right. Ain't that the truth, sister? Oh, I, read, I was telling Sarah when I was with her the other day that I read this book. Um, which was the autobiography or memoir of uh, Elizabeth Smart, mm-hmm. who, um, if you don't remember, she was the really pretty blonde sweetheart who was abducted from her bedroom oh. at knife point. I don't even know all the details of it. Can you just refresh Yeah, me she, this dude, okay, this is so interesting. Oh my so, God. Her family are Mormon and very devout. And this girl friggin' plays the harp, okay? I mean, this is like pure and sweet and lovely and classy and elegant. This family. That's like when you say, what does she like, play the harp or something? And you're like, (laughs) actually, yes. Yes, she does do that. So her family was leaving Home Depot one day. And there was a apparently homeless person who was Mm -hmm. begging for, I think, um, money, but. The mom said, like, they didn't want to just give him money, but she would pay him to do odd jobs around their house. Oh, right? God. And um, so they did that, and he came to their house a few times and did a few odd jobs, and they paid him. Oh, my God. I didn't know any of this story. I am. I wish it's you guys so could see the look of, on my face, because this is, like... It's horrifying. Horrifying. This is so, everyone's worst nightmare of how this happens, and usually not... Right, because she was doing a a nice thing. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So he had his eye on this girl, Elizabeth, the daughter, and decided she was going to become his wife. 
and she's 14. And so he came, broke into their house. How old is this individual? <clears throat> Gosh, he like must 20s. have been his 50s. Okay. Oh, bleh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, like if he was in his 20s, you're like, yeah. No, uh, he's grody. So gross. he breaks into their house, steals her at knife point. She shares a bed with her little sister. And so her little sister <gasps> pretended to sleep through it. But she did actually see him and he heard him and, you know, heard him say, if you say anything, I'll kill you and your family, blah, blah, blah. Oh. So the little girl was probably, I think, eight, oh, scared out of her imagine? mind, right? I can't believe she didn't, like, wet the bed or something. She probably did. Right. And so, anyway, the, he steals her. The, nine months he has her. In the meantime, and, and he's raping her every day, says they're married. He also has a wife that's with him and what? is an accomplice to this whole scheme. What does she do? Oh. He's one of these guys that thinks he's like a um, prophet or uh-huh, whatever. Uh-huh. Anyway, in the delusions of gra- grandiose, narcissistic, yeah. blah blah blah, and, and grandiosity or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ideas of grandiosity. And so, in those months, the girl, the little sister, all of a sudden remembered where she had seen him before. <gasps> oh my god! This is. It's crazy. I have goosebumps. I do too. Oh my God. Tell me more. And so she went to her mom and she was like, I think I knew who it was. I think it was, um, I forget his name. He went by some weird biblical name and, uh, they were able to then make a composite of who it was and that helped them eventually find her. But what's crazy about it is he eventually started taking her out in like basically a burqa. And her eyes were showing, and people, a couple people said, "Are you Elizabeth Smart?" No, including a police officer. No, yes. Freaking and out. she said no, no, because she was, was one to protect scared. her family. Oh, poor baby. <clears throat> anyway, it was a happy ending, but the story well, is so compelling. What? I'm really glad that she didn't get pregnant. Uh, right? She said in the beginning of the book that she told him, "I'm still a child. I haven't even gotten my period yet." That's the so. That's thank really, God for that. Thank God, mm-hmm. because com- imagine it's like that movie, uh, Room. Yeah. Did you see that? No, I've heard about it. Holy crap, yeah. Susie! You have to see that movie. Yeah, I've heard it's awesome. It's or disturbing, but it, but it's phenomenal, and she is so good that Allie or I can't remember her name. The woman who... She won the Academy Award okay. for Best Actress for that movie. Arquette, was it? No. no. And she's she's pretty new. Oh, my gosh. She's so good. Larson. Allie Larson. Oh, yeah. Look at me. I got <laughs> the name right. I never got or was the name it right. Brie Larson? Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I was like, should I tell her? <laughs> oh, I should. Oh. Okay. Well, it's fantastic, and you should definitely see that. But, but it reading the book, then I, I'm intrigued, of course. Then I read an article about how... Uh, call uh, the thing called missing white woman mm. uh, phenomenon, where the media only really cares about it when beautiful white sort of stereotypical. Right. That's whatever. all we hear about. Yeah, there's no way that the stats are that there are more kidnapped white women. Right, and so when people of color go missing, you kind. I guess the public and the media sort of chalks it up to like, well, they probably ran with a bad crowd or some sort of in their mind. Yeah, or there was like, trouble at home and they left. Yeah, them. it's not gunpoint, knife point, abduction, blah, blah, blah. But I think that's something to think about in, in terms of how we read the news and what stories we pay attention oh to as well. It, I mean, I don't want to creep everybody out, but it like really disturbs me to know that at any given moment there are 
multiple people in underground basements. I think about right it all the now. time. Right now, yeah. there are probably hundreds. Yeah. Holy crap. And then you never know. And then some of them are their own families that they just get. It's fucking creepy. Remember that girl that really lived in the backyard exists. of that guy forever under that, in a shed with like a tarp? Aunt JC was her name, JC. Oh my God. And then they found her and she lived there like 20 years. Oh my God. Anyway, that's a downer. But Dude. You know, I, I do enjoy, I, I, I really want to use this opportunity to do my Nancy Grace impression. <laughs> <laughs> she seems to be the one who's always the most interested in the kidnapped white woman story. Well, right. That's right? actually when I first knew about Nancy Grace was when Lacey Peterson was missing and then they found her that she was dead. Uh, Do you remember that? And what's that guy's name? Scott Peterson. Yes! Nailed it! Nailed it, Scott. And didn't, she, didn't he cut her up, put her in a suitcase and then chuck the suitcase over or was that somebody Out else? Out to sea. Yeah. Off his boat. Remember? Ew. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was in a suitcase but he did like dump her body out to sea. And she was preggers. Oh my right? god! And so that's it's why so, you know Nancy Grace goes out. She's just like, I remember when she was talking about um, Casey Anthony, mm-hmm. Tot Mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tot Mom reminds me of just Tater like a mom who would really enjoy <laughs> fried potato cubes. Right? She'd tot be mom. like. Okay, you're a great mom, but you do a wet t-shirt contest the night of your daughter's dance recital? Taught mom. And she would always, like, address her directly. Yes, like she's watching. Right. <laughs> she probably was. She actually, you're probably Taught right. mom definitely did it for the record. Oh, 100%. How did she get acquitted? I'll no, never I, know. I have, I have no idea. There's no... Of course, the back of her car had, like... In the remember she had those things the 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 rag that you put over the mouth right and then she was freaking googling it yeah but she got away with it because she's you know. you know how many times i've googled how to murder children never so if that zero. comes up zero so nobody just like decides to google that because they're curious one day Ugh. that's the problem was with us talking about murderers and horrible things is it's hard to segue out of that (laughs) (laughs) it really is but i will say did i say thank you yet to To, somebody anybody no you didn't oh i just wanted to say thank you to jessica mayer oh she was very generous and gave us a donation on our website yes which is very sweet maybe she wants a shout out jessica mayer (laughs) That's it. You're my oh. favorite payer. You give me some money and I'm going to so use good. it well. Mayor and payer. I mean, come on. That is so good. That's like Dr. Sushit. <laughs> Dr. Sushit. Mayor, um, payer, fair layer. Don't bring up Dr. Seuss again. Of I think you know why. Grayer. Um. Anyway. Did you... Susie's still mad at me because I made her read a long (laughs) Dr. Seuss story to her child. I encouraged her to read with her child, and and now I'm the bad guy. She's still still not over it. I do love reading to him, just not your In the future, I'm going to just send him... Next next time, I'm giving him Moby Dick. (laughs) Right. Call me Ishmael. (laughs) And I'll be like... I'll be like, Lincoln, it really picks up in the middle. She's got to get... She's got to get all the way through that. Um, have, how Just have you draw been... pictures of a whale on each page. Stop <laughs> it. I can't stop. How have you been sleeping lately, by the way? Oh, like a baby 
Well, minus the fact that my husband has a stiff neck right now, so he's been tossing and turning. So he goes and he sleeps on the couch in the other room. So I have the entire bed oh and my all my new fancy schmancy Brooklyn and sheets all to myself. Isn't it glorious? It's the best. It's no. not like I don't like sleeping with my husband, but I really love rolling it up in those things solo. Adam, as you know, has been in Chattanooga, and I was enjoying my sheets alone as well. Well, with Lincoln. but right. And uh, when he got back the next morning, I was like, do you love our sheets? Like, I was almost offended right. that he, he didn't, didn't say, say anything. anything. Yeah. And he was like, I really do. They're mm-hmm. so soft mm-hmm. and great. If you are thinking about upgrading your sheets, which you should, because I've seen your sheets. I've never seen your sheets. <laughs> uh, but I know what you guys have cooking on your beds. I see them in your weird selfies in the mirror, and I'm like, they need new sheets. Absolutely. And I also all make your bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. <Awesome. laughs> I love my Brooklinen sheets. Try these sheets. I know you'll love them too. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code BRAINCANDY at Brooklinen.com. In fact, Brooklinen is so confident that you'll love your new sheets that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. There's no reason not to give them a try. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code BRAINCANDY at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code BRAINCANDY, Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever. Got it? Got it. Okay. Well, I tell mean, me. I do already got it. Yeah, I'm we actually literally like have it. Literally already got it. <laughs> um, tell me what you wanted to talk about. Ooh, so I uh, watched this really interesting TED Talk. Um, this woman who is a professor, I want to make sure I get her, her, uh, um, accreditations right. Yeah. She is at, uh, Rutgers University. Oh, okay. Rutgers. And she, her name is Christina, uh, Durant. And she studies ovulation and female cycles and how it relates to their spending habits and consumer habits and basically mm, how it's linked to a lot of our behavior. Come on. And it is, you know, it, what really got me started on this is I was talking with my mom and reflecting on the podcast we did where we talked to the woman who was the motorcycle rider. Yeah. And how she talked about how this period of time where we are... Yeah. Fertile, yeah. We are not really in control. Yeah. And then when you, and I'm kind of like layering every time we interview somebody new, anytime we get some new information, it creates like a bigger picture. It like helps paint a bigger picture of helping us understand who we are and what controls uh, behavior, whatever, how yeah. we interact with the world, how we interact with each other. So all of her research. Um, is about something called the ovulation competition hypothesis and about how what it all started with is she watched these and I don't know if this is where she started you know I'm sure maybe it came to her you know like me when I'm at at 12 45 at night getting my good ideas yes but she there's a group of um uh primates at a zoo where there's only one male and a lot of females Okay. And she was noticing how at these zoos where usually there's a balance of like males to females and there's not a lot of serious competition for um, the reproductive um, 
to be the one to, mm-hmm. like, get the dude. Mm-hmm. But at this specific zoo, when there was only one and there were all these females, when it came time for their ovulation cycles, these women, when it was, like, a, a competition of who was going to get pregnant, because, you know, the guys only going to pick a few. Yeah. They would go nuts and they would start fighting and they would get extra aggressive with each other. And it would only be during this very specific time. And so she started to look at like, how does this relate to women in rate the regular world? Okay. And it was so funny because I was watching her Ted talk and she said, well, in real life, you know, women display aggressive behavior in other ways, unless you're on like a reality television show. And no, I she went, did not. Yes, she did. And I went, oh my God. She was like, we usually don't see acts of violence between right. women unless it's on a reality television show. Oh my God. And then I started thinking, oh my goodness, I wonder if you can predict, because when you're on a show, Susie, you know, you've done a million of these, women, when there are... Um, uh, when there's the presence of male pheromones, women's cycles will link up. That's just how it happens and what happens in nature. And they've done this study even with hamsters where they've been able to put, um, and you can even do it by just, if you have a, a cage full of all female hamsters, you can get them to sync up by just pumping the scent of male pheromones. That doesn't even have to be an actual male hamster, right? but it, it will stop working if you put little hamster clothespins on their nose. I mean, that's adorable. Adorable. Like the (laughs) cutest mental image on the planet. Right. But if you pluck their noses, it doesn't work. And then they ovulate at all different times. So I was thinking on the challenge, we all sync up. Then in those, that time where ovulation, where we're like the most fertile, what if that's the what time where all the women end up going crazy? And I wonder if you can look at like the episodes and see if like, oh, on every season at just about episode number seven, all of a sudden there's a female fight. Like <laughs> it would be interesting to trace to see how that would happen. Wait, how how does it connect to spending habits too? Oh, okay. Just so curious. She, yeah. So she did a whole bunch of research on this and like there were tons and tons of articles that she's really focused on. Um, uh, how advertisers advertise to women differently when they're ovulating. So the same way you go on Amazon and you buy certain things and Amazon will know, like, say you purchase, you have a different spending habit when you are fertile. Like women will tend to be more influenced by women who are perceived as sexier and they will listen to their, whatever they're selling more when they're right around that high peak time of ovulation and they will not care as much when they're at like they're not going to be as interested if you sell them anything like um eyelash you know mascara or lipstick or blah 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 blah. they're going to be more interested in those products about four days before they're at they ovulate where they're at the highest estrogen levels, where their body is, they're in competition. And it's really, it's what she says is the ovulation competition hypothesis. It's only so that we can compete with each other. It's like, I want to be the prettiest. I want to be the best. I want to be the best looking. Mm. And then once you feel like you are that, then you go after the dude. Wow. Yeah, so advertisers are all about targeting you So then I think about things like, um, you know, if you buy your tampons online Mm -hmm. or if you buy them through Amazon or when you buy 
what I mean, whatever it is. If well, you like, buy any kind of fertility products, any kind of, they're like on well, it. And like, do you think those apps where you ch- track your... Yes. Yeah. They uh, That was what was mentioned in another article I was reading, that if you have one of those fertility apps, then it tracks your fertility, and then it, advertisers will pop up different ads based on your ovulation oh cycle. Oh, my God. They is- ain't doing it to the dudes. Right. They're just putting bathing suits on bikini, uh, yeah. you know, and making them eat They're hamburgers. They're consistent. <laughs> yeah. Wow, good scoop, man. And oh. so, yeah, I'm going to share her link. I'm going to share the link to the TED Talk. It's called Fertile, we'll put it in Flirty, there. and Fierce. Okay. And in it, she also talks about um, the kind of men that we're attracted to. And boy, oh boy, we got it all wrong. We It's real <laughs> funny what we think. Oh, my God. We will like. Interesting. Uh-huh. We'll put it in the newsletter as yes, well. Yes, yes. Um, and since Sarah is not at the moment having a baby. And, I'm not. Ugh. But is super fertile. Instead, no, I took an ovulation test yesterday and I wasn't, which is also what got me interested in this. But hopefully I'll be fertile in about four more days. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the meantime, she gets to cuddle with her doggy. <gasps> I do. He's my fur baby. <laughs> She's been using a, a new service. Can you tell them about Rover? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Well, now I have my lady who... Oh, my gosh. I wish I could remember her name. Oh, dang, You have, like, I'm a set worst. lady? Yes. Oh, my God. And oh, she's the cutest. So, um, I was in kind of a panic one day where I forgot to get... It was... Oh, my gosh. It was, like, right around 4th of July, too. Now I've used her a few times since. But I called every single dog boarding place all booked. Because yeah. it was 4th of July and everybody was going on vacation yeah. and they all, you know, need somebody to watch their dogs. So thank goodness I was like, oh my God, wait, I have my Rover app. So I got on the Rover app. I found somebody who, also, mind you, the closest dog boarding place is 20 miles from my house. Right. And it's like doggy prison, it feels like, because they're like <laughs> oh there God. with like 500 other dogs in yeah. cages and, you know, probably trading treats for, I don't know, whatever dog currency is, jail dog currency. Um, and, uh, so I found this woman and she was only a mile and a half from my house and she had one other dog that my dog got to play with the whole entire, whole entire time. I came to her house, dropped the dog off. She was super sweet. She asked all the right questions. She came with great reviews, five stars because they're super, super strict about who they let be a dog what would you even call it? Dog babysitter? Dog nanny? Yeah, pet dog sitter. Pet sitter. Mm-hmm. And my little puppy got to stay at, at her house the whole time. She sent me updates the entire time. Then, this is my favorite part. She took pic. Well, I have like a million favorite parts, as per <laughs> usual. But she took a whole bunch of photos the whole time. And then when um, he came home, Rover app put him into a video, like a slideshow. And I got to watch a slideshow of my baby's trip to his pet sitter. And I felt so secure and so safe. And my other favorite part... I couldn't pick him up at the regular time. I mean, most places close at like 7 yeah. o'clock. She was like, hey, don't worry. You want to come after you watch your movie? Come at 8.30. No problem. Pick my dog up at 8.30 at night. Best situation ever. Well, if you'd like to try Rover, I mean, with that review, geez, <laughs> great. then you could go to rover.com slash braincandy and enter promo code braincandy for $25 off your first booking. Give it a try. If you're a... Uh a pet parent. Oh, yeah. Pet parents. Uh, okay, what else is on your roster over there? <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. I got kind of a funny one. Okay. Um, are you 
Susie. <laughs> Somebody who, well, first of all, what did you do with your placenta? 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 Oh, placenta. Placenta. Uh, that probably went in the garbage. It went in the garbage. You didn't want anything to do with it? No. Nothing? No. What about all those moms who like want to put in capsules and want to eat it? What's your feeling on that? <laughs> I got to hear what your take on, on these individuals are. Uh, that's not my cup of tea, but if that's yours, I say go for it. It's also not the CDC's cup of tea. <laughs> what are they saying now? A report just came out from the CDC warning women, please don't Stop eat eating your, your placenta. Placenta. I keep saying placenta, which is like a place, I think. <laughs> Like a city in California? <laughs> you might be getting it wrong. Placenta. Some people plant it. And... I could, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um. So, yes. So, a lot of people... So, like, there was a story out there. Not a story. Like, a real... An alert. A, 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 a real case where this happened, <laughs> where a mom <clears throat> sent her placenta out to a company that is supposed to clean it and freeze dry it and turn it into those little capsules. Okay. Well, apparently there was some kind of bacteria that was alive in the mother or somehow got into the capsule. And when the mom took it, it then was transferred to her baby through the breast milk, obviously. And the baby got super, super, super sick. And they didn't know what was wrong with the baby. And it took a long time to realize that it was these capsules that the bacteria came from and the baby luckily went on antibiotics and then was fine after a while but it was this whole big mystery of why is this baby ill and then the cdc puts out this report that was like yo (laughs) yeah you need to kind of cool it on that also there's and all i know i'm gonna get all the moms out there who are like anecdotally i'm sure there's a whole bunch of things that say it helps with some people say it helps with um uh um What's the thing where you get sad after you have a baby? Post, postpartum. postpartum depression. What's Thank you. What's the thing where you get sad? <laughs> yeah, it's far more dramatic and horrible yeah. and worse than that. And, you know, <laughs> I don't want to like no, no. make light of no, no. that because I know how serious that is. But um, yeah, so there's some anecdotal things about it, but I don't know if I think I'm... people have very good intentions and they really, in these cases, it's like they want all those nutrients yes. or whatever. But to me, it's like... I like to be more in the moderate category in every oh, yeah, aspect. That's good. That's Sometimes good. I think people go a little far in one direction, and then that's when you get into trouble. And then some people were saying that the, that <clears throat> the placenta acts as a filter anyway to filter out all the bad stuff, and you wouldn't want to eat something that's a filter. No, it's like pee-pee. Ew, Seuss. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's the no. same idea. Yeah, okay. Um, I have to, unless you're, you have something more to add, to I was going to, yeah. no, <laughs> <laughs> this has become very like female. Yeah. Friendly sorry, or, fellas. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very important for them to know about, uh, they don't like need that. to know about placenta no, for sure. I barely need to know about it. There is a, uh, debate brewing online. And of course, anytime there's a debate brewing online, it bleeds into the brain candy crush Facebook group, yes. it, which you guys should join. And, um, Basically, did you read about this dude who put out an Instagram post saying how he loves his wife's curves? No. I'm gonna, Go on. I'm going to read it to you. Okay, okay. Um, uh, so far, I'm on board. So, yeah, yeah, that's a cool. I love the idea of a man uh, celebrating his wife. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it sounds good on paper. Uh-oh. But then there was sort of a debate online. Uh, it, well, 
about it. Let, let me read it to you and then we'll discuss. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll try to make it short. I love this woman in her curvy body. As a teenager, I was often teased by my friends for the, my attraction to girls on the thicker side, ones who were shorter and curvier, girls that the average basic bro might refer to as chubby or even fat. Then as I became a man, I started to educate myself on issues such as feminism and how the media marginalized women by portraying them a very narrow and specific standard of beauty. I realized, you know, men have bought into that lie. And he goes on and on about how she's beautiful and guys need to rethink what's beautiful and all that stuff. Yeah. It's quite long. Um, so at first blush, yeah, I think a lot of people were like, Oh, that is so awesome. That That sounds nice. He's so loving towards his wife, which let's face it. This guy is not a bad, bad person. No. I mean, that's a nice thing to do. Yeah. The problem is (laughs) that he wants, this is very self-congratulatory. And he wants to, everyone to be oh, like, you love your wife even though she's a little bit bigger? Oh, and by the way, she's freaking I, hotter than him. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to ask because would, that makes me think. I'm like, and I also bet she's not even as big as he thinks she is. sexy as hell. Yeah. And he is not. And I would like her to write a post about how she loves him even though he has a small dick. And when she was growing up, she was often made fun of for loving men with small dicks. <laughs> That's the equivalent. That is. Oh my God, Suze. When you say it like that, it totally does. The, the congratulatory thing, I swear, I hear guys do that so much. I'm so sick of it. Like, I what find, do you want? Like, in my experience, being a good person. In my experience, men that do that are often the ones who don't do it to the woman to her face privately. And that is, I'm not saying he is that guy for sure, but in my experience, that happens a lot where they use it as a way to build themselves up and like, aren't I amazing? I yeah. love my chubby wife who is uh-huh. super sexy. Uh-huh. And it's like, you're supposed to love your wife mm-hmm. no matter what she looks like. Right. You're not supposed to get a pat on the back for it. Right. And she should divorce you and your tiny dick. And no <laughs> woman has ever written took an a article dark turn. to be like... I know my husband has a beer belly, but I love his beer belly no I've matter what. I've always loved beer and bellies. And you know what? They, society needs to change and accept. No. You know why? Because, I don't know. Because I, I appreciate sort of the reaction at first is like, yeah, I, I get love it. that. Mm-hmm. That's so nice that, you know, he's, well, you know, celebrating her. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate, but I guess it's more like, Angel's advocate. What's the opposite? Like, I'm going yeah. on the good side here. So maybe... Yeah, because Brenda, our mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Brain Candy Crush member, she was like, let's take things at face value. Maybe we should just say, hey, you love your wife. That's great. Yeah, and maybe the same way uh, um, when j-lo first came on the scene and made the big butt a big thing and all the guys were like oh yeah big butts big butts and it's still kind of i mean not still kind of it absolutely is still is the objectification of females and and breaking them down to a body part but it kind of i always i always kind of use the analogy of of you know People who are closed-minded are often, like, looking at the world through binoculars that are on a very, very, very zoomed-in, focused um, setting. Mm-hmm. And every time you get new information or every any time you learn something new or 
you're exposed to something different. It's like changing the setting and zooming out a little bit and zooming out a little bit and zooming out a little bit. So little things like this, especially when you have a man who's a very stereotypical white male, mm-hmm. middle class, blah, blah, blah. The ones who are usually the ones that, that uh, often guide things like, uh, um, you know, what is beautiful and blah, blah, blah anyway mm-hmm. if there if you can can get a a collective group of that kind of male to just acknowledge that there are other viewpoint other types of beauty then maybe it'll help kind of zoom out a little bit more on those mm, you know society's binoculars that yeah. are a little like the same way when we drew attention to JLo's butt to get back to that all of a sudden we're like oh wait Maybe Big Bud is nice. And then mm-hmm. girls, me, I know, myself included, I was like, oh, dang, I don't have to have a big big chest. I can just have a big ass. That's great. I felt so, it, it was. It made me feel really good because yeah. I felt attractive, you know, even though there was, it's not the best it could be, but it's an improvement. You know what I mean? Sure. He also has some racist posts. Though. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just saying he's just, he's right. not, the, he shouldn't be the, the sort of Pillar. spokesperson yeah, right, 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 for right, right. Spokesperson. what beauty standards should be. And yeah. keep, you know what? If you want to celebrate your wife, why don't you just buy her a card and tell her how, how beautiful like, she is. How you go down on her and give her a good O? You said that's it that's what I'm, that's my biggest question i'm like i wonder if she's faking it or if she's really getting it that's all that matters you are so right Sarah. i know i am <laughs> let me see that picture of how they're kissing they're not kissing they're gazing oh let me see how she's gazing eh, she's gazing like she probably has a good o she's every so now and pretty then. and yeah. he i mean shut the fuck up douchebag i i love how i was like he's nice and then i'm like i, I hate like, him you're, you're the worst <laughs> you know what's the best though what's the best the tote Okay, that is absolutely 100% true. I'm looking down to see if I'm wearing any Latote today. Earrings, but that's I'm it. I'm always wearing mm-hmm, Latote. Mm-hmm. And I love it, and I proselytize it to everyone I know. Um, here's the thing. I'm not a big mall person. Some people love going to the mall. I'm not into that. And so for me, this is a great way to get new clothes all the time without having to go to all that hassle. I get to pick them online, and they send them to me, a couple accessories, a couple shirts, whatever. And it's perfect if you are expecting a baby and don't want to invest in a ton of clothes because you can get the maternity clothes that they have. Or if you're a person that's losing weight or gaining weight and you need a different size but you don't know if you're going to need it very long, that's great for you too. And they have everything from workout clothes to formal dresses. Yes. And um, they have a lot of variety. So if you go to Latote Got... <laughs> if you go to latote.com, that's L-E-T-O-T-E dot com, get started for as low as $39 a month. Enter promo code BRAINCANDY at checkout to get 50% off your first month. Once you sign up, you'll receive your completely customized tote within days. Wear what you want, return everything in the mail when you're done, and repeat all month long. So it's not just one box. It's as many as you want in the month. Again, that's latote.com. Enter your code BRAINCANDY and feel fabulous with a fashion delivered right to your door. Mm-hmm. It's very fabulous. Um, okay, what's next? I love, like, scandal. I love when people are mad. By the way, I saw it in somebody's... Um, Instagram story the other day, a challenger. Um, I'll, so. I think this is who I want to talk to you about because I saw one on there too and I even had to screenshot it because I was like, what is happening? Should we say? Yes. I'm sure it's the same. It is. You go first. We'll say it on three. 
One, two, three, Brad. It's <laughs> so great. I love when we're on the same page. What did you want to discuss about it? Who he's hanging out with. Oh, well, that was a paid appearance. Oh. Okay. It was supposed to be Johnny. And then he went on Champs Pros. Okay. And so they had to replace him with. I think we're going to see Brad in an upcoming challenge. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, if he has anything to say about it, you will. Because he's been, like, dying to go. Also, his teeth are way too white. I didn't notice that. Let I me show you the picture. too busy staring at his weird athletic shorts. Oh, was he wearing athletic shorts to an appearance? Yeah, and I was like, dude. And he what? had no shirt on. And I was what? like. What? How did you miss that? He and you fully saw his teeth? in what I saw. Oh, okay. In what I was, what the video I was watching. <laughs> I like that we were watching two totally different videos that could have happened on two totally different days. And we still said the exact same person. <laughs> I just thought, dude, you're being paid to be there. Why are you wearing those weird mesh shorts that men wear to work out in? What? That's you know those? So, yes, of course I know those. So They're that, the ones that my husband wears to breakfast. And I go, what are you doing? I will not even let my husband own a pair. I have to look and see. I have to see if what he's wearing in that picture. That I is had to so funny. Because I was like, wow. I can't believe you screenshot it. I know. And, and then I think it sends an alert that you screenshotted it. So not I'm that like, you did. Is? Just that somebody, somebody did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. Thank God for that. I love how you don't know what you're doing online. No, no idea. I, I'm that person <laughs> who like barely knows how to use Twitter. Look. Oh, okay. And, oh, that is unfortunate face situation going on. It's very sharp. Those are sparkly teeth, right? I, uh, to be honest, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> I wish you guys could see what's going on over here. Uh, anyway, I used to think I used to really enjoy him. You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Um, I read... Well, I don't want to hijack. What, do you, what no, else like do you want to talk about? I mean, you know, that was <clears> like... Uh, I come in. What ifs? Tell me. What? Um... Well, I have like a little cute story. It's okay, like an aside now. It's sure, like go totally ahead. taking off topic. A, yeah, that's fine. And like the opposite of everything we were talking about. I just thought this was really cute. What? So, um, the Natural History Museum in England was having a night called Dinosnores, <laughs> which is adorable. <laughs> where they have kids spend the night at the Natural History Museum and they get to like learn oh about dinosaurs gosh. and it's adorable. Well, there's a little kid from Essex there named Charlie, and Charlie is obsessed with dinosaurs yeah and while every other kid was just like taking in the view and whatever he was carefully reading each and every sign for its accuracy and he pointed oh out God. that the natural history museum had an incorrect sign an incorrect you're kidding information me. in their exhibit that had been up there for years and the natural history as he brought it up to their attention he's like excuse me excuse me this is wrong this is wrong and he brought it up to their attention and then they're like um well, we've been doing this for a really long time, and we've been open for a long time. Is and he's like, video? nope, I'm going to need to see your phone. And then he took, got the woman's phone, looked it up, looked up the kind of dinosaur it was, and sure enough, he was right. So what it was is it was a scale comparison of, like, a human to this dinosaur called a, like, like oviraptor or something. Okay. And so they put a picture of a human and then a picture of what they said was an oviraptor. And he's like, excuse me, that is not an oviraptor. 
an overact or it does not look like that. And they wow. had had it, uh, that sign had been up for years. And sure enough, he was right. And now the Natural History Museum is changing the sign. And this is a video? A 10-year-old. No, it's just in a news. It was oh, like okay. a little news article. And then his mom was interviewed afterwards, and they were like, yep. He knows yeah. everything about dinosaurs, and he has Asperger's and studies every single thing, and he is the smartest little kid about knowing every single thing on every single little detail, and I just absolutely love that, um, I think it's a perfect example of how, what some people can view as a, maybe something that holds somebody back, mm-hmm. can be viewed, it can also absolutely change, be an asset, yes, mm-hmm. to correct the Natural History Museum's inaccurate sign. I what, love that Is story. your theory that, like, the paleontologists didn't realize there was an error or that they just don't read those signs ever? Because they, like... Um, I think maybe that there, that it's two different people who were... It was probably a... But for like years, the paleontologist it was who said, "Like, oh, we're going to print this thing with this," and yeah, they probably just never looked, took the time to look at the sign. And I think they probably sent all the signs to be made, and then they got all the signs back. And then the person who insult, installed the sign wasn't exactly a, you know, PhD right. in paleontology. Oh my God! And, uh, then it just like yeah, went, that's great. It, yeah, so I thought that was really cute, and I can just picture little Charlie being like, "Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, this is wrong." <laughs> Did you read about the um, how Facebook was making robots and telling teaching them how to barter? Did you read about that? Oh no! And like t- trying to t- teach them like the value of things, and then they would trade with each other for money and stuff. And oh, wow. they had to shut them down Why? because the robots developed their own language. <gasps> <laughs> I knew you were out. No, because there's a lot of this stuff right now that we're finding out. Like, there's a game. This I want to say it's a it's a Chinese game that uses black and white pieces and a whole bunch of them. And it's one of the most, it's far more complex than chess because there are l- literally probably infinite. Like infinite numbers of po- of combinations. And it's a game that's supposed to use more instinct and yeah. more feeling than anything. And that's yeah. how you become a champion. And the, a computer beat a human for the first time. Oh, no. And it's like the computer played off of instinct. <gasps> I'm getting chills. That's I can't terrifying. Even take it. it is freaky. We're going to have to to develop an entire new, like, almost, like, um, moral, like, police force to just make rules about ethics, ethical laws for robots. Right. (gasps) It's it's really disturbing. Or AI. That's it. It's not so much robots as it is artificial intelligence. Yeah. Because robots is more like the mechanical actions of it. And I was watching another documentary. Oh my God, you got me going now <laughs> on how we can reach a certain point with mechan- the mechanics of robots. Like um, they're limited right now because of our limitations in how we interact with our physical world. And they're kind of like limited by the way we're limited through um, like physics, mm-hmm. but they are not limited in the world of AI and artificial intelligence and everything existing within a computer and like those connections being made, which is essentially like saying, are you, we going to focus on building the body or are we going to focus on building the brain? 
-hmm. and a body, we're limited as to what our body can do and our arms and lifting and da da da, but we're not limited into our, in what our brain can do. And that's freaking crazy to me that we are basically manufacturing brains right now. And we're like, and the body stuff will come later. They said that it happened because the programmers either forgot or didn't think to um, incentivize speaking English. Oh so God. and that's like that's, that's insane. So okay, so what was the language that they developed? They were doing shorthand. So like if they wanted to Oh my god, I'm freaked out. I can't <laughs> even right now. If they wanted to trade five phones for for that computer, they would just say um a word like the 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 the, the, the five times and the other one knew what it meant and it was like this way of communicating oh about what they wanted without saying the words. Well, and this goes back to what we were talking about, about what is a language and what are symbols and what, because if a computer just picks up, they created their own they language. Did, that's really freaky. Yeah. I'll put that article in the um, newsletter as well. If you want to sign up for our newsletter, go to the brainkittypodcast.com and enter your email. Um, what if robots, what if like computer programmers only taught robots to speak Klingon and then like the joke is all on us and like nerds are the only ones who understand what everybody else is talking about? It's almost like that's already happened. I feel like it is. (laughs) Um, is there anything else you want to add before Hmm. we tell people to leave us a five star review and tell a friend and subscribe? Definitely tell a friend and definitely subscribe. We'll uh, see you next time. And we'll see you next time on the Brink Andy Podcast.